Cece was the villain of my household. This cat might as well have been from Cattails. My dude had a thirst for vengeance at pretty much all moments of his life. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Whoa, welcome back. We're here. It's It's been one million years since we recorded a podcast last. <laughs> Feels it's like been it. So Feels like it. long. <laughs> I found myself just like sitting in a room starting to talk to you about video games. Oh, no. Like it's leaking out of me. You were, you were telling me that the other day. You're like, David, I've been playing so many <laughs> games it feels like i'm a i'm a pressure relief valve and i, I i'm denying <laughs> myself to you now and that you're you're at critical mass so i understand if you if you're, if you're just ready to go i have grown accustomed to the cadence and the volume with which we speak about video games it's not typical and in life no no in no <laughs> other place is this a normal amount of discussion of video games and just like it, it, thinking about them too in my free time, like, ooh, I, I got to think about something cool to say yeah. about this. But good, good God, mm -hmm. uh, we recorded the, the Game of the Year episode, which sidebar, uh, saw a really kind response from the people who have listened to it. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, thanks everybody. Appreciate you tuning in for that. Uh, if by chance you are new to this space, ooh. first of all, welcome. Welcome. Hi, it's, it's Video Game Podtimism. Uh, we're the Optimist's video game variety show. Uh -huh. We're two best friends. Talk about the wonderful world of gaming. We're, uh, I don't know, have we ever pitched ourselves? Have we done this? Are we doing an elevator uh -huh. pitch right now? I, I guess. I think, I mean, I think that's what the, the, the tag, the tagline thing is. Pretty much. I would say so. I'm trying to bend bend gaming culture away from shitheads yeah. <laughs> towards inclusive <laughs> inclusivity and accessibility. Just just being upfront about our love for video <laughs> games as opposed to yeah. like being nasty boys. We talk about that a lot. Nasty boys. Yeah. You can we're just trying to bring in the positivity and the love for the medium. Cuz like people have gotten away from it, honestly. So well, like why? Uh, this we never talked about this before but like that's kind of the mission statement here what why why are people why? like this like be more constructive with your feedback are are we enjoying the same thing because like okay i love i love video games and other mm -hmm. people i know love video games mm -hmm. if you wanted more people to enjoy video games wouldn't you want to create a space where it's not shitty to exist in yeah like, i would think so I, I would think so. I, I sometimes I'll just like kind of forget and be like, oh, like maybe it's better. And like, I kind of only hang out in spaces online that are like mostly chill. Mm -hmm. And then I'll like just go on video games, Twitter and be immediately reminded. It's a dark <laughs> that, space. Like, there is much more work to be done. Uh -huh. My fucking God. Uh -huh. Anyway, so uh, sorry, that was, that was a little tangential. And, and if I'm being honest, a little pessimistic. Tiny bit. Uh, it, was, it was veering towards it's, that way, but it's, 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 yeah. okay. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's, we're, we're steering uh, back now. We're steering back. <laughs> we're going to put this back on the, the optimistic uh, rails. Anyway, exactly. point being, uh, thanks for the new folks giving, giving us a look. I'm happy to have you here if it's your first episode or what, fuck, like your 94th or whatever it is. <laughs> Appreciate, yeah. appreciate you appreciate you being here yeah you'll you'll see kind of how this show goes as as we go on which will bring me to this question david yes have you been playing video games i have been chase but in in the spirit of the new year yeah i have a video game confession to make okay T yeah tell me so i know i'm the one who requested the every other week format for right now yes yeah yeah 
but Chase, mm-hmm. I might I might have cheated on you a little bit. Mm. I cheated on you a little bit. Did you start another video game podcast? No, but I found myself in GameStop the other day, and I had mm. a long transaction at the front. Oh no! And the the cashier man was of yeah. an age of me, and we just started talking about games. Mm. And then I felt dirty afterwards, Chase. It <laughs> it started it ha- it started before I even knew what was happening. Yeah. So that's my that's my my video game confession for the for the new year. I'm trying to start yeah. off on a on a good foot, and I just hope you can forgive me. I I, I mean, you know, being up being up front, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt, but we've never really discussed our <laughs> video game discussion exclusivity. <laughs> what or is not. this relationship? We've never defined it. We've never really put pen to paper on <laughs> what what are we doing here? I, yeah, it's it's just it's hard for me to sit with the fact that like I I couldn't fill that emotional need for you, you know. I should have texted you. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this in, in video game <laughs> therapy, our <laughs> our side private podcast. Video game therapy, where it's just a recording of Chase and I in couples <laughs> therapy, video game centric. It's very it's very little to do with the video games. <laughs> no, because our uh, our our therapist is actually Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, not I will say not a very good therapist. No. He makes a great donkey, but not a very good Kong. Uh, <laughs> I wish I'd, uh, I I could follow that up with Kong, but no, therapist. He's not a good therapist. Yeah. He just yeah. starts slamming his chest whenever he doesn't hear something he doesn't like. Yeah. Flexing and giving us thumbs up. Yeah, this is this is N64 Donkey Kong too. He's a little unhinged. Yeah. He's a little unhinged. <laughs> Making sounds that are like distinctly not sounding like gorillas. That is not a monkey sound. That is not a no. Kong sound. That is a... a, a <laughs> something something other indescribable then this was not the mcu version of donkey kong this was like sam raimi's donkey kong where he's making all sorts of weird ass <laughs> sam raimi's donkey kong <laughs> <laughs> wow i need that in my life yeah i need that movie <laughs> sam raimi's donkey sure. kong yeah um sam raimi presents <laughs> dk starring willem dafoe as dk oh lord <laughs> A really challenging image you've conjured for me, David. It could go so many ways, and every way is good. Uh, have you been playing video games? <laughs> Sorry, a little off the rails there. I have been playing video games. I have been. Could you tell me about those? Yeah, I've been playing mostly mostly two games. Okay. First one is Metroid Dread. Yes. Got so that. excited you're playing this game. Yeah, I got that for Crimbus. Pretty fun so far. Always has mm-hmm. that little bit in the beginning of a Metroidvania where I'm like, mm, do I like this? And then it like hooks you. And you're like, okay, I'm yeah. in. I'm in now. I feel like it It takes like one loop of you not having a power, seeing where you can't go, fighting some kind of boss or something, getting a power, mm-hmm. and then like going back and being like, oh, I remember where I can use this thing. Exactly. That's when everything opens up. You get you beat that first boss, get that first power, and you're like, let's go. Let's explore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's quite good so far. Yeah. I really like the graphics, the parallax. Is that what it is, right? Is nice. Yeah, where the there's the depth. foreground and background are moving at different speeds. Yeah. 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 The, the depth of the of the game world is mm-hmm. nice and how it seamlessly goes from the cutscenes into the game world. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Those transitions are great. Yeah. Uh, the worlds are good. Gameplay is tight with a capital tight. <laughs> Very tight gameplay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really enjoying it so far. I haven't played too much of it, so I, I, I don't have that much to say on it have you fucked with a lot of like metroid games i have played super metroid okay i didn't really play any on the game boy Mm -hmm. i've always been more of like a fantasy person as opposed to sci-fi so i always gravitated towards like 
Castlevanias. If I wanted the that, to, I, I wanted. I'm I'm more of a Vania than a Metroid personally. Yeah. And I never played any of the Metroid Prime games either because I didn't have a GameCube. But I think they're going to get you remastered at some point, so I'll play them then. That's that's the hope, man. I. I have no idea. The status yeah. of like the console 3D Metroids is so befuddling to me right mm-hmm. now. I'm like really hoping that at some point it'll just kind of come out at one of those Nintendo Directs. But because there's a fourth coming out, isn't there? It's confirmed. Su- in supposed, yeah. Supposedly there's a fourth. I forget who was making it. It might be like Ninja Theory or something like that. Mm. But it was being developed by someone. I'm 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 gonna get about zero percent of these facts correct. <laughs> But it was being developed by someone. And then I think maybe a couple of years ago, one of their like lead directors or something was like, yo, it's actually not going great. We're going to kind of reset the development and start anew. Whoa. Which like kind of respect a little bit. Definitely. Like, at a certain point, it is much better to be like, actually, this game stinks. Yeah. And like, <laughs> we maybe should just not follow this down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. Which, yeah, no, it's a lot better to like, know when your ip or whatever you're building is like not up to the par that you want it to be and just be like let's not do this one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. damn so yeah i i think that they're maybe developing it but at the same time like who, who knows i yeah. have no idea yeah but i haven't played too many metroid games probably the most yeah. that i've most time that i've spent playing as samus is in smash <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, be honest sure. i've got a similar thing to talk about here in a second that's hilarious gotcha yeah i did you i was gonna say did you like super metroid i feel like i watched you play that i did like super metroid super metroid is excellent yeah it's a really good video game i think we talked about that on the the best nintendo games bracket we did ages ago remember that yeah i think we did an episode about super metroid i think it made like the final four at the very least but no it's a great game it it may have been poetry slam with samus aran the episode that could be your your favorite episode chase i i love the title of that one it's just it's really fun to dance around my tongue <laughs> anyway uh yeah that's that's cool you're playing it i really like this game obviously if you listen to the last episode like that was uh, one of them on it was it was on there somewhere yeah it's a good one i've also been playing a good bit of the game we're t- talk about this week um but yes besides that one i have been playing ghost of shushima sushima whoa uh sushima yeah yeah whoa yeah hell yeah I got it. I got the director's cut for the PS5. I bet that looks pretty good on the PlayStation 5, huh? It looks it looks pretty good. Looks yeah. really good. Like the you can tell that it's still a PlayStation 4 game because like the backgrounds don't look quite as good, but like everything that's really drawing your attention looks really damn good. <laughs> really yeah. really damn good. They did an amazing job on this game, and I've probably been playing that one maybe a little bit more than Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm. Just with this genre of game, it really takes mm-hmm. a very exceptional one to get my attention, yeah. and I don't think I've been as interested in a game like this open world, multiple story, like side missions type of game since Horizon. And this is the yeah. most interested in one I've been since then. It definitely feels like in the same vein as horizon of like they have taken the sort of like ubisoft model of game Mm -hmm. and uh sort of put a twist on it like definitely some is in there there are there's like some of it that every now and then i'm like i'm just kind of gonna ignore this like category of missions or whatever yeah like we don't Um, need this but it 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 I think adds enough or it did for me it it added enough that I was like definitely pulled along in that game yeah I just think so much of it is like the topography of the yes of the game yeah. is stunning they really yeah. put a lot of detail and everything is very visually interesting which goes a long way to making one of these games feel 
fun still yeah when everything yeah. you're looking at is like new and you just want to see what's around the next corner just like just mm-hmm. to see the world and then you see like oh there's also like a burning village down there what's going on <laughs> there it's a bunch of mongols all right let's go let's yeah. do it and then there's a fox and then there's a golden bird and then it's just you're just all around the map doing all these things and they just kind of seamlessly go from one to another and it never feels like a chore it just feels like oh yeah. this is fun yeah so really good game great Great story so far. Mm-hmm. Really cool uh, gameplay mechanics, I think. They're pretty basic, yeah. but the uh, once again, it's like the stylization of it is mm-hmm. excellent. Just the way that, you know, it, it's it's interesting playing this game after playing Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Sekiro is like, this is fucking sword fighting video game. <laughs> this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what you've always wanted. And this one's like, this is sword fighting movie video game. Here yes, you go. Yeah where it's much more stripped down, but still is visceral and entertaining and provides enough of a challenge to keep you on your toes and interested. So yeah, it's 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 a great game and probably some of the best horse mechanics I've had in a game in quite some time. Yeah, very, very good horse stuff. Especially like thinking back to Red Dead 2, I'm like, <laughs> man. That was that was that was like really riding a horse. This is like riding a horse in a movie. Once again, it's yeah, just, yeah, it feels great. We're yeah, making this easy and feel good for you, <laughs> not like just falling all over the place trying to get on this damn horse. So yeah, no, it's a it's a great game, and I'm I have just scratched such a small part of the map so far, and I'm excited to see more. I also really like the map. To be honest, I like that it's yeah, almost it's like a good. scratch and sniff type of thing where it's like. You go and you discover something and then it gives you the topography of the map, whereas everything else is just blank. So it's like, you really gotta, you really gotta go there and like experience it. You really gotta sniff. Yeah. You really gotta, you gotta scratch and then sniff, baby. I, I, I thought this game was really good. It like, I think it is held up pretty well in my own brain. Mm. Like when I was playing through it, I was kind of aware that like, maybe I thought this was okay. It was like, I, I didn't have strong opinions really one way or the other, but kind of the longer I sit on it, the more I'm like, that was pretty fun. This yeah. video game. Yeah. I, 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 the game has a really strong opening for my money. Like mm. the, mm-hmm. the kind of like tutorial section where you're kind of sneaking around uh, is like not phenomenal, but like the scene of you like charging onto the fucking Mongol invasion and all that and getting your ass kicked. And then the scene where Jin first goes onto his horse and you like ride through that field of like wheat or whatever. And like the music swells and And like the the title title screen. Oh my God. I like pretty good. I I pretty specifically remember saying like, fuck yeah. Like I'm here for whatever's going on after this. A cinematic Um, experience. Really. It was great. Yeah. So good. I, I thought, I thought that was a really strong opening, but mm-hmm. like th- that alone kind of carried me for a little while. It was like that yeah. scene was just cool. Definitely. Yeah. Um, no, that scene was really cool. And the, it's just, it's just, it's just a cool, it's a cool game. It makes you feel cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're, you're like a samurai hybrid ninja, hybrid samurai ninja. It's great. Mm-hmm. You get yeah, the best no, of both it's, worlds. It's very fun. And you get to I, fight some Mongols, which is great. I've never fought Mongols in a game before. It's fun. <laughs> I don't think I, I have think other than like, Mongols. Other than like maybe Dynasty Warriors or something. I don't really I don't sure. know. Sure. I I are there Mongols in Dynasty Warriors? Or is it just Chinese dynasties? <sighs> There's gotta be Mongols, right? Mongols are always hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Mongols are always be hanging out. Lurking in the, in the step. Yeah, the Mongolian step. Look at you look at yeah. you. Look who paid attention in world history class. My goodness gracious, Chase Alby. A plus. Um, I also I, I love the mechanic of standing outside of a fort and Jin just like screaming at them like, "Come fucking fight me!" I love I love that. 
And I like just how holding out his sword. sword right there. Fuck, yeah. Fuck me up. I will fuck Come you up on. first. And then if you don't do that, if you go around being sneaky, you can hear him like having these like remorseful <laughs> like shame. Like he has a lot yeah. of shame about it. He's like, this is not yeah. what my what my uncle taught me to do. Yeah. And then like there will be like flashbacks to like him being taught that you fight someone face to face and look them in the <laughs> eye. Yeah. Like I did. Yeah. I like I jumped off a ledge and like assassinated somebody. This Mongolian who was shooting at a child on a bridge, so he definitely yes. deserved it. Yeah. But then just shames you. Shames you about it. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you, you kind of see what it's coming from. You, it really does a good job of illustrating the conflict within Jin. I thought that overall, like, that part of the story, and I, I, for what I remember, I think that's, like, most of his arc mm. is, like, the struggle with... Like, do I kind of keep... Am I a samurai old, or a ninja? Like, do I keep the the old ways or do I try and adjust and save the people that I care about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I I could see how they could write that and somebody in the modern day be like, fucking stab them, dude. Like, mm -hmm. your home is under attack. Kill them. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But you're right that I think it does a good job of showing him sort of like grappling with that of like, this has never been an option. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't... I didn't think the story was like groundbreaking by the end that I or like the end of it, but I was like, okay, like I, that was believable. And like, uh, I, I will say that the, the very end of the game is like very good. Mm. Like the, the middle section, I was kind of like lukewarm on, but like the very end of it, the last like half an hour, I was like, damn, that was good video games. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah. for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Cool. I'm, I'm stoked you're playing both of these. These are both interesting picks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have some, some hot bangers to play right now <laughs> sorry yeah. if that was too graphic for you hot bangers some hot bangers like, all of our british uh folks will just think we're talking about like sausages sausages yeah hot bangers and mash i've never been a fan of bangers of like the the little sausages yeah i always thought they tasted funny i'm a, I'm a big fan of like a chicken sausage i think it's pretty mm. good maybe i got a bad banger maybe yeah. I'm like look at this yank give them a bad banger <laughs> give them the bad ones yeah <laughs> the rotten bangers <laughs> Christ alive. Anyways, 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 um, I think that's all I have been playing. Cool. Really, this last week, besides, of course, still little Hades here and there. Obviously, yeah. little Rocket League here and there. Yeah. Little Halo here and there. Yeah. But what about you, Chase? What have you been playing? So I have been sort of adrift among recent releases. Sure. I haven't really been digging into stuff that's like very hot, and um, I did uh, a, a a little a safe bit of traveling i should say mm -hmm. around the holidays and so i had a lot of time with just me and my switch just me and my switch it's the so, name of your debut album just me and my switch it's me and like a rocking chair with a cowboy hat on and a switch in another rocking chair with a tiny cowboy hat on the top of it oh me and my switch what else are you wearing besides a cowboy hat that's i'm, I'm gonna leave that up to your imagination <laughs> that's the artist's interpretation <laughs> All right, beautiful. I'm I'm there for it. So anyway, I have a weird bunch of games. Mm -hmm. I would like to to take you back to the past, David, because none of these are recent video games. All right, Chase, I'll be in the funky bench. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna blow the dust off of these things real quick because oh, I got some yeah. some oldies. Let's hear it. The game that I've been playing a lot of uh -huh. is the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time on the Switch. On the Switch, I've been playing wow. this one on the Switch. All right, I have played this game a lot i've played it like well I, I should say maybe not a lot because one of our listeners 
one Garen has played a lot of Ocarina of Time. I've probably played this game through like three or four times. Uh-huh. And most of the time that I've played it, I feel like the most charitable interpretation is a nostalgia uh, run through. Mm-hmm. Like it's an exercise in nostalgia of like, oh, I remember this part. This is fun. I like this. Because like I played it when it came out and loved it mm-hmm. and, you know, just have kind of gone back to it here and there to sort of enjoy what was there. But I really wanted to try and like look at this game as with as with fresh as eyes as I possibly could just sure. to see like what like what was Ocarina really like doing that was so shockingly good? Because you see this on people's best of list all of the time. Mm-hmm. And like I, our, our domain with games is usually games that have not had their time in the sun or, you know, have something that is yeah. not so good about them but there are cool parts about it sure whereas ocarina i think is oftentimes lauded as like one of the best video games of all time sure and so i've been trying to like play through it and just experience it for for what it's doing rather than like uh an exercise in nostalgia like i was saying yeah it's a it's an interesting game Mm -hmm. i sort of feel like time has been a little kinder to majora's mask and that half of the zelda series on the n64 time you say time i say um <laughs> bust out your ocarinas play this play the song of time who knows and i th- i think that that one relies a lot more on the strength of its tone and the ideas that it's playing with mechanically mm. whereas this one i think was really good in the way that it expanded what this game could be mm. like it's when when you first come out after you do the first dungeon the like deku tree and you come on to like hyrule field that's still like a pretty cool moment yeah of like i just went through a very small village my own village kind of got to know it did this like dungeon which was very enclosed spaces and like by and large that part of the game is kind of standard zelda affair Mm -hmm. like the the dungeons i don't think are the thing that really sets this game apart yeah because if you just went from one dungeon to another it was like okay like that's fine Mm -hmm. and something like link to the past had this wide open overworld but i think with 3d it adds another layer of like whoa this is like a whole space out here sure and you know of course in hindsight it's hilariously small like there's there's no space in there it's essentially like as big as a few city blocks right like it's not gigantic at all Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. hyrule uh like castle and the sort of like downtown area of it is you know as big as the field outside of it and that's really it it's not yeah it's not big but it It felt felt cavernous as a child expansive it it felt gigantic and i think that they play with that really well and it's still quite fun i do notice this game really grappling with the transition to 3d though Mm. there's a lot of teaching there's a lot of tutorials like a lot of like just some owl showing up and being like hey dude do you know how to z target like i i, I know and like that's not that's I get not, stuck in those conversations oh with God, the owl yeah, just, every time i'm slamming a and <laughs> slamming a and then it's just like you want me to say that again yes, yes. no um we yeah. stuck now baby <laughs> yeah and so like that that's not shade on the game because like that is what it needed to do at the time yeah people didn't know what to do with 3d no and and so it's like of of course that this would be a thing but like as a relic it's very odd to play through that now yeah especially because like even z targeting has been sort of left behind and so it's teaching you like this old sort of outdated way of playing a video game like i got a second control stick here i can do some fancy stuff y'all i am the z target now (laughs) and so like that that part of it feels a little bit more aged um i think the what to do is often incredibly obscure Uh uh-huh it i i noticed that if you just sort of point 
link in the direction that the game is like really trying to get you to go. Usually that's the right way. Mm -hmm. But I remember like as a kid, like getting lost constantly. Yeah. Because like I didn't really know what to do. The switch really bent or the this game really benefits from the switch because I can put it into rest mode and immediately pop back up with like, OK, where was I? Rather than like having to restart, go back, start at a checkpoint, be like, what was I even doing yeah. here in, D in Dodongo's <laughs> cavern? So it's really interesting. I think this game is like still very good, but it definitely takes the context of what was good about it mm. to like truly, really enjoy it. Yeah. I could see somebody who like maybe played Breath of the Wild and was like, I want to go check out what's good about Zelda games. And like they play maybe Link to the Past and are like, hey, this is pretty good. I stand by the fact that Link to the Past is still incredibly it's fun. It's still good. It still looks course, good too. It still looks really good. Yeah. So I, I think that era of games is held up incredibly, but um, I could see somebody booting this one up and being like, whoa, this feels really slow it's kind of confusing what i need to be doing mm -hmm. at any given moment yeah and and that's not again that's not shade on the game i think it's it's just not as palatable yeah. as some of the like very classic entries mm -hmm. um so you're saying they need to remake ocarina of time <laughs> no i don't <laughs> i don't think they do because i think if they really <laughs> truly went to the effort that it, it would require to like update this game that that would be a very different experience than what ocarina is sure. right you'd be putting out like ocarina 2.0 at yeah. a certain point yeah yeah which is you can just go play twilight princess if you want that like that's also a pretty it's real like similar game yeah and so like i i kind of like that this game exists not in a vacuum but it still as it was because it's really f like interesting to look at what it was doing then mm. and so, especially just because you can see how far we've come and like what parts of this have aged well and what haven't yeah I think the game does a lot more with its story than any of the 2D Zeldas were doing at the time. Sure. Like it's it was pretty sparse in Link to the Past, right? Like big fucking nasty wizard took Zelda. Go go get her. Yeah. Um <laughs> versus nasty like, wizard. <laughs> versus like you hit up the Deku tree, who like in itself is a cool character design. And he's immediately Definitely. hitting you hitting you with like, okay, so here's like the three spirits that created Hyrule and all his shit and gave mm -hmm. him life and blah blah blah. Uh, anyway, there's a big nasty wizard again uh, who's going to try and take these things. You got to go collect all those things. Uh, Zelda might have one. That's pretty cool. I got one, but I'm going to die soon. It, stuff has just come pretty quickly. And so I think that that part of it is really cool in that it feels a lot more modern of like, okay, we're trying to like have beats in this story that you're yeah. going through. It's a lot yeah, more yeah. cinematic in that way, mm -hmm. which is, it's cool. That that part of it, I think, is aged pretty well, even if like, you know, the pacing sometimes is a little wonky. The lore. The, yeah, like, I, I think I like that part of it because these games don't need story like they very much yeah. are treating their stories as myth and literally legend hmm. um and so i don't think they need story beats but it does help sometimes to have like parts of a myth of like first this boy woke up in his village which was inhabited by elves or K kokiri is that the name of the kokiri um, forest yeah Koroks? you know the fucking oh my god i'm gonna get my gamer card revoked <laughs> The Kokiri oh. elf people. Holy hell. I'm so scared to put this on the internet. Um, and then he goes to see a big tree and the oh, tree dies. The big, the big tree. Anyway, I, I just love the way that they um, they string together the beats like that. The Kokiri are an ageless race. Thank you, David. Small childlike beings that inhabit the Kokiri forest. I didn't know they were ageless. What the heck? I think there's some, yeah, because when you get older, I think Saria has not aged very much. Yeah. Whereas you're now an adult. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
I've listened to uh, Stephen Hilger over on Into the Aether has an interpretation about how this game that is about growing up too quickly and like how your loss of childhood happens incredibly fast, Uh which I really love as a read of this game. I I think that's like an an astute way to put it. It's, It's fun to sort of look at this game through those sorts of lenses of like, what are they saying by forcing you to age into like a hellish world all of a sudden sure that's puberty maybe it's yeah just sort of this the the trauma of growing up and like having to like survive in a place that was once very easy i guess yeah like they could they couldn't have made the town center of hyrule uh more happy It's it's, it's uh, idyllic. Like, <laughs> and it's just people dancing in yeah, circles the, on the street. The people who are constantly just spinning in a circle because they can't stop dancing uh-huh. and shit like that. So There's like happy. dogs barking. They're yeah, so like, happy. They couldn't have made that more like this place is a happy place. Mm-hmm. And the the contrast between that and the castle center when you're an adult is like harrowing zombies everybody's fucking dead yeah it's terrible it's just like silent hill music in the background just like guttural noises (laughs) it's it's effective and like it's it's still effective like i even even knowing what's coming i i got to that part recently and was like yeah like this is it's very effective to have your world essentially like destroyed in front of you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like you know i I guess they you could call it pulling your punch i don't really know if that's the right word for it but like you're able to go back right like you can go back to being a kid and like all that sort of stuff and so it it's interesting to explore like what that might be saying with being able to sort of like wander back and forth between both worlds but Mm -hmm. i i really love the idea of like link had to grow up too quickly yeah and and this is what it does to somebody in the same way that like you know adverse and intense trauma when you're a kid forces children to go grow up incredibly quickly and like adapt to an, a fucked up world sure so I, I think that's a really good good read of this game all um, right it's good the ocarina of time is good man mm-hmm. it's a good video game it's a good game I don't, I don't know if it holds up as well as link to the past or majora's mask but it's a really good video game and, and fascinating to look at you know i've never played majora's mask um it's worth it i you need garen with you to play it. you need a garen <laughs> Because that's how I played Majora's Mask. It's dangerous to go alone. (laughs) He's essentially a walking Prima guide for how to beat that game. Because we literally got every single mask in it. And at no point was I unclear about what to do. Mm. And that is the way to do it. Because it is kind of hard to figure out what to do in that game. I feel like most Zelda games, there's at least a good portion of it where I'm very unclear as to what to do. Which I think is what made Breath of the Wild so good. It's because... Oftentimes, there isn't really anything you need to do. You yeah. just go and do things, and the game just does its thing. It's great. It's an inc- it's an incredible flip on that formula of we don't want to tell you what to do because we've been trying to do that, and sometimes it's not clear. Let's just not have something to do. <laughs> See Let's me like, trying to play Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenging <laughs> memory. Anyway, so yeah, uh, then I, I returned home. And I have recently set up RetroArch on my Xbox Series X. You got that to work? I did get it to work after much trial and tribulation. David, it was hard. This was not. This was not oh, an easy process. Oh no! For me. You are a professional. You are a professional computer man. I can't do this. <laughs> it's. Uh, I'll get. I'll get to this later. But um, RetroArch is like a very cool like multi-tool, but like you can easily fuck everything up, which I did many times. Uh-oh. Linus tech, tech, tech tips made it seem so easy. There are good videos like that where if you just follow exactly to a T what they tell you to do, it works pretty well. But then like the moment you step out of those bounds or if you miss one step, it's fucked. 
which is what gotcha. happened to me. Sure. Uh, I now know a lot about RetroArch. Hell which yeah. Which is like, for people who don't know, it's like a, a an emulation sort of platform where you can, you know, import your legally obtained BIOS files for specific consoles and your legally obtained ROMs or ISOs to play video games on. Hell yeah. And uh, something you can do uh, recently is uh, give yourself like a developer kit for Xbox Series X or S. Um, it's like $20 forever i think yeah and you can install a bunch of weird shit on your xbox series x or s and retro arc is one of those things mm -hmm. uh and so i i don't love playing video games at my pc Same. this is where I, this is where i do my sloppy daytime work <laughs> where i'm just out here uh, coding up the internet and like i don't want to turn off one rectangle and turn on another at uh, the very same place that i am sitting all day totally I get it. And so to be able to maybe do some emulation on the uh, the Series X was very compelling. Mm -hmm. um, enough to take me through many uninstalls and reinstalls of RetroArch to get it, to get Damn. it right. All right. <laughs> anyway, I have gotten that to work. Hell yeah. And I have played two games as a result of this. Chrono Trigger. No. Damn. Good guess, though. Good guess. Chrono Trigger is a great game. Yeah. If I had the whole world, all the video games passed. Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, no, but I did. I did uh, legally obtain that. Okay, nice. So that is on there. Uh-huh. I have downloaded and played, not beaten, but playing. Uh-huh. Mega Man Legends, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had it again. Just when I thought I was out. <laughs> he downloads RetroArc on a Series X. And I'm right back in. Listen, I've we've already done a full episode on Mega Man Legends and why I think it's cool, so I won't like berate the point, but like man, I love this game. Uh, belabor, belabor the point. Sorry. It's it's really good. It is overwhelmingly like chipper and happy-go-lucky and bright. Uh -huh. The the game has like stakes, but by and large, your like main antagonist for a lot of the game, the Bonds, are like Team Rocket-esque in how effective they are. Sure. Like every now and then they do something kind of fucked up but by and large these people are not effective at being villains mm. uh, and they're mostly like charming and likable so like it's just not that big of a deal when they show up you in the beginning of the game you essentially like crash land on this uh, island and there is hints at a like worldwide calamity? ecological yes calamity like, ecological calamity has happened because <laughs> the whole world is covered in water except for these little islands that dot around oh man and they really don't ever hit that very hard uh-huh um it is it, it's kind of like a ghibli movie it's in that like mm. there are some very dark implications about the world that these people live in but some they sometimes it just kind of they're like we're just gonna let your imagination go with that one mm -hmm. which really works for me you crash land on this island it's so nice the police show up and they're like nice to you they're like hey we saw you crash land are y'all good like you should like we should make sure you're okay like your ship looks really bad mm -hmm. and so they like help you out they're like we we're gonna get you like authorization to like go hang out in our city but we're being attacked by pirates so like it's a little weird right now the it's ah. it is so very sunny on this island like the sky is just like the brightest shade of blue mm. that i can imagine literally the only thing that happens when you're outside as far as sound goes is Mega Man's feet which you know i love and can you, uh, can you make the feet noises you love that i mean it's not about the sound i just you know I, i'm a big i'm a big fan of Mega Man's anything feet. about Mega Man, especially his love feet. It. it's just his i don't like anybody else's <laughs> exactly um, <laughs> and uh, uh, the only other thing you can hear is the chirping of birds. Oh, and so like the outside of the city, there's there's not a lot of music, so it's it's very like open uh -huh. and 
like it looks simple but like just so pretty it is my happy lamp of a video game right now like it is helping me combat uh, seasonal Your depression lamp. the sun sets at 4 30 in seattle right now and like that is oh man un- <laughs> my like God. it is it's getting dark at four like the sun oh. is the sun is down by 4 30 and so like how long is the sun even up for uh i think it comes up around like 8 39 it's there Yikes, is not a Aroni, <laughs> or nine is sunrise. Sorry, the uh, the app says eight o'clock. Okay, which I was up. <laughs> I was up at nine a.m. Nine a.m. is when the sun is like out. Sure, because I was up at eight o'clock today. It was not very bright outside. It was particularly it was dark. Getting bright. That's correct. Yeah, and so gotcha. like it, there is not a lot of daylight right now. And this game is just like a, a warm, delicious blanket. Oh yeah, that I can envelop myself in when it's so dark outside and just like jam to the the mall music that they have in there. Sweet, so it's very good. Nice. It's a it's a simple game. Like I, I'm also trying as hard as I can not to like over nostalgia myself with this game. It's really hard because I like this game and just sort of living in the the nostalgia of it. Uh-huh. But it's not a very complex game. Uh, it's not expansive. the The island is not huge, mm-hmm. but I love the way it's structured. I love sort of the upgrade systems and like getting new stuff for your Buster Cannon and uh, uh, new weapons and shit like that. So it's just treating me really well. I've also realized this time that um, the faces are incredibly expressive in this game. Mm. And I was like, I don't understand really why. And after playing through Ocarina of Time, I realized that the faces are not polygons. They're mostly just a flat surface. Mm. And they've, they draw on like textures, uh, like an, uh, like animation, sure. essentially. Yeah. And so they can make their characters' faces look incredibly expressive because they're just like drawings. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the characters themselves, I, th- I think are like pretty good. Mm-hmm. None of them are like compelling or like, you know, have huge character arcs, but yeah. like they're charming and fun. Uh-huh. Like Roll, your best friend is like very cool. She's like a mechanic, mm-hmm. just like loves to fix shit. I love that. Oh yeah. Mega Man's like kind of a goob, but like. He's cool. Like, I like him. The voice acting in it, while, like, it can be really stiff at times, like, the cadence of it uh-huh. is, like, the something about PlayStation 1 didn't know how often or how quickly to play voice lines. So, like, huh? you'll walk into a room, talk to somebody, and they'll be in, like, Hello, my friend. How are you doing? And, like, that that level of pause sure. between the sentences yeah. Yeah, I is know incredibly... You it's so Can hard. I continue. Yes. Please say more. <laughs> they are they are going through the the audio dialogue as you would go through like a text box. Yes, correct. Like the, they are not speaking in a normal human rhythm. They're speaking it when whenever you choose to click X. Yeah. They load in the new dialogue. Yeah. And so like that that makes it a little bit stiff at moments. But like I don't know. Most of the time the voice acting isn't that bad. It's it's very cheesy and like almost campy at times. But mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's fine. They're doing good. There's like some good voice acting in here. Good. Good. So anyway, this is my uh, yeah, this is my source of serotonin for this week, which has been <laughs> very helpful. Nice. Finally, the uh, last game that I've been playing, Mega Man Battle Network. No, it is Damn. Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Ooh, for the Nintendo GameCube. Is this the one with Ike? This is the one with Ike. Hell yeah, Ike was my boy <laughs> in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. I was uh, I was mentioning this because you had brought up uh, playing Samus mostly in Smash. Oh. <laughs> It's yeah. also weird because like they've buried Ike in this game. I don't think Path of Radiance was particularly popular. Yeah. I like I don't really see it on people's lists of like this is one of the best games where like a lot of the Game Boy Advance 
Fire Emblems are usually among like this is the best of the series mm-hmm. or the more recent ones or like the ones on DS and 3DS. I feel like are mo- like they're played a lot, but like I don't see the GameCube version getting a lot of love very often. Sure. Which is wild given how popular of a character they have turned Ike into via Smash. Right. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. Like he's all up in that game. And he's been in there for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Like. He was in Melee, wasn't he? No. no, he, no Brawl was the no, first yeah. game he was in. Brawl was the first one. You're Brawl totally was the first right. one. Yeah. It was just Marth uh, and Melee, I believe. Roy, I think Roy was in yeah, Roy, Melee Roy was well. in it too. That's right. So it's it's pretty bizarre playing as like Ike because I mostly know him as a Smash character. Right. Um, it would it would be as if like Master Hand showed up in this version <laughs> of Fire Emblem. Like what? I didn't, I didn't Master were... Hand of all Smash characters. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of one that is the in only Smash game. character. <laughs> yeah. The, the original smash character the original smash villain anyway so yeah i i mostly missed this one when it came out i didn't play it when it when it originally released on gamecube fire emblem wasn't much of a thing in the u.s when this one came out i feel like not as much the 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 Game Boy Advance ones had released here, uh-huh. but uh, I think I looked this up recently, and I'm pretty sure that those were the first ones to even hit the US, mm-hmm. um, were the Game Boy Advance ones. Still pretty new. Yeah, and so like there was a following, but I think folks who were playing GameCube might not have been willing to risk it for a, a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. And so like I, I just... I don't think a lot of people play this game. Anyway, I wasn't one of them either. I think I had uh, tried to play this probably like 10 years ago mm-hmm. like tried to fire it up on an emulator or something like that and i i think stupidly was like this doesn't look very good and then stopped <laughs> playing it which is like it's that was my toxic trait of 10 years ago is just being <laughs> dumb with like the game doesn't look good enough <laughs> they didn't spend um, any time on the graphics i'm out of here <laughs> I think it was is partially challenging too because like the Game Boy Advanced art for Fire Emblem still looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it is such good pixel art. And like this game is kind of like just like mid-tier mid 2000s 3d stuff like it doesn't it doesn't look as good sure but the game is still really good and so like that for me has been carrying me through let's see uh it's a it's a good fire emblem game like i i should say before i get any farther uh it's it is definitely of the ilk of those gba games like it feels a lot like one of those Mm -hmm. more so than it does uh one of the games that came out on like ds or 3ds or obviously you know it's nothing like three houses sure other than like that core battle system Mm -hmm. but even three houses is very different i kept i kept reaching for divine pulse but uh don't don't have it in this one so you just got to deal with your mistakes i don't even know what that means (laughs) you can go back in time oh wow you haven't played three houses have you i'm not much of a fire emblem man whoa david i know I, f- I kind of forgot about this. There's some <laughs> there's some part of me that like like I can forgive him for this. <laughs> I no, no no I just I I think I assume that literally every human on earth has played this game. Chase is frantically touching his head right now, trying to wrap his <laughs> mind around this. It's shocking information to me. Like you and I don't play all all the same video games, no. but our crossover it's not far from a circle. Yeah. There are definitely a lot of in common and like, I really liked that game. I'm not a, J- I'm not much of a JRPG person. Like I'll, I will almost always enjoy those games for like a solid, mm-hmm. like 10 to 15 hours. Yes. But I, I just lose it after then. I never finish them. David, it's, it's so much more. <laughs> it's so much more. Think about the relationships. I mean... That was going to be what you were going to say. You should, you should think about the relationships though. <laughs> Here's uh, here's a plug for another podcast. Speaking of this specific 
issue that we're running into right now. Uh-huh. Uh, go listen to Asynchronous, oh. a video game catch-up show. Uh-huh. Currently, right now, they are playing through Fire Emblem Three Houses, hmm. piece by piece, bit by bit. So and you're, you're uh, listening to every single second of it, aren't you? Well, I am. Yes, the <laughs> the, the sick the sicko who's played it many times, <laughs> and I'm ready to experience it in a new format, Ooh. podcast format. There you go, baby. Is what you say that's Anybody your favorite Fire Emblem is Three Houses? Shit. <laughs> Oh. oh man i just gave chase the sophie's choice uh dilemma right here i think it is the best fire emblem mm. i don't know if it's my favorite fire emblem Ooh. which one awakening maybe one of those first few like the sacred stones or whatever the ones on gba because those are the ones i started with and i really have oh. a fondness for them okay okay I love I love the like pixel art of it all, but god damn, I should I should think about the relationships because man, do you get a boost to your defense if you're next to somebody that you have a good relationship in this game, Chase? Yes. So you have to ask yourself. Same thing in Sacred Stones. Yeah. They have that even back then. No, they did not. There you go. There's your answer. And all the kids in this one are hot for teacher, which does count for something. What does that mean? Well, you're the you're the teacher in this one and they're hot for you you're barely older than him and i get it the implication is not great the implication is bad i'm gonna start yes. calling you sting 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 did St- what did sting do haven't you ever heard don't stand so close to me aha uh-huh, david and he used to be he was a teacher he was an english teacher before he was sting whoa and the police the sting the sting extended universe is unfurling in front of my eyes it's, it's grody it's grody <laughs> Yeah, wow. No, I you know, I've heard I've heard Sting, but apparently I have not heard of Sting. You you've you've listened to Sting, but you've never heard him, Chase. I've ne- yeah, I've never listened hard enough to really hear Sting. <laughs> huh? Christ alive, I am off track. Uh <laughs> of my own doing, no less. <laughs> okay, let's back up. Didn't hear about Sting. You should listen to Asynchronous. It's a good podcast. This Fire Emblem Path of Radiance is closer to the Game Boy Advanced model. I like that. It's fun. Uh, it feels like a game uh, that has been lost to time, but I just, in reality, didn't play it, and now I'm really glad that I am playing it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, I this is totally tangential, but it felt relevant. I've been watching Ted Lasso recently. Hell yeah, good television program, good show, and uh, love it. It's very good. I'm not super far into it, so like, forgive me if this is not how the whole arc goes. But I really enjoy watching a television program where you just get to watch somebody who's like good do good Mm -hmm. and like make the world better Mm. because of that Mm. like i i think there is a lot of room for nuance and shades of gray in media yeah yeah and i get why we sort of moved away from you know the hero just being a hero i i understand that and i appreciate that a lot too but often sometimes it is really nice to just like have the dude be cool Mm -hmm. and nice Mm -hmm. and that's the that's the story you know yeah it's like the opposite so, of Breaking like, Bad. Yes. It's, uh, it's the Ted, exact opposite of Breaking Ted Bad. Ted Lasso is the cosmic opposite of... Uh, <laughs> Walter White. Uh, Walter White, yes. And so, I would pay to like, see that fight, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll see who comes out. It's probably Walter. He's sketchy, man. Uh, um, no, the power of good, though. It is true. And so, like, I... In, in looking at the story of uh, Path of Radiance, it's, like, pretty down the middle. Ike and his good boys are gonna fix the fucking problem, man. Like, All right. They're just, they're, they got a good head on their shoulders. They just want to do right and save people. And like their conflict is oftentimes just like their superiors told them not to go save that little girl, but they had to go save her anyway. And they did it. 
and maybe they get reprimanded, but it was the right fucking thing to do. <laughs> like those stories are goofy and I think don't add a lot <laughs> to like my understanding of like storytelling or anything, uh-huh. but it is nice. It's nice to just have like the, the, you know, the good folks, they just did good until the game is done. Like that's very much what the story is doing yeah, here. I don't think there's a, there's a lot of, yeah, like the bad, <laughs> the, the, the bad guy will walk into a room, not yet revealed that he's a bad guy in like a cloak and like a pencil mustache. Oh, sure, like sure. Yeah, I know you're talking about. And like the dark <laughs> eyes under his, his, or the dark bags under his eyes. The heroes would be like, hello, well met. And standing over in the corner, sulking, like, I'm going to get everyone. My plan's almost complete. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, what'd you say? Oh, nothing. No problem. Like, okay, I get it. Like, that is the bad guy. Um, He's going to be, he's just like an evil wizard. I'm totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. And I think like this kind of connects back to what we were saying about Halo recently of like, Halo feels like it is, it has the tone of saying something incredibly like shade of grayish. Like they're trying to say something about like Master Chief gets the fucking job done and like it might be tough and he might be, you know, hard, but damn, like Mm -hmm. this is what it takes, but it's not really saying all that much, which like isn't a bash against the game. Halo's fun because shoot alien, Mm -hmm. but like Fire Emblem is not pretending to say anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of cool with that. It's just, it's like the, you know, the good guys won. Cause like, yeah, you know, they did. Honestly, we, we might need less shade of gray stuff nowadays because that's how it, we get. Yes. Oh, there were good people on both sides <laughs> kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this dude is perhaps redeemable, but clearly shit. Clearly still in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. The dude, <laughs> the dude holding a, a comically sized, large black bomb. Who's like lighting it on fire and hucking it into a crowd. Like that's, that's the bad guy. Yeah. He's twirling his mustache and talking to a tiny parrot on his shoulder. Yes. Who's voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. I don't need to know about his tragic past. Like, he, he's he, may, just, have he may have one. He probably does. <laughs> but damn, he's still bad now. He's a stinker now. He's a stinker he's now. He's a real stinker. He's a real stinky. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> this this game is good. I'm enjoying Hell it. Hell yeah. It is I think all of these games are kind of falling into the like comfort game zone right comfort now. Comfort game zone. Where they're nice. just sort of nice to play. And yeah, it's it's great. I, I'm i enjoying myself. Nice. This will bring me to my Pontimistic thing of the week, David. Sure. For, for new listeners, this is a, a fun little part of the podcast where we talk about something that's just like got our got our Jimmy's Russell mm-hmm. for, for all the good stuff a in good, games. A good Jimmy Russell. Yeah, something that we're appreciative of this week. For me... For my money, this week, it's RetroArch, David. Oh, nice. It is, it's the emulation platform. So RetroArch is this, like, plat- yeah, platform is the right word. Um, and you can play it on Steam. You can play it on a bunch of other shit, like, including an Xbox Series X. And uh, it's this kind of, like, or S. Uh, and it's this, like, multi-tool with which you can use to emulate it. Mm-hmm. Collects a bunch of stuff and adds, a, like, a layer of UI onto it. Uh, it'll sometimes package up, you know, emulators in there, but you know, I know the legality of that sometimes is a little weird, Mm -hmm. but I also, you know, let me start with this. Um, (laughs) forget what I said. Here we go. (laughs) I think that the doing the hard work of trying to like upkeep games and like, make sure that like, if the last PlayStation two is smashed so that games are not dead forever, (sighs) that's real shit. It's, it's real shit. And I'm like, I, 
I don't think of this as simply a way for people to not play games. RetroArch feels a lot more, and really any emulator, is much more of a space for people to try and preserve um, the games that exist as, as they are. Yeah. Without somebody having to like remake something, you know, mm-hmm. it's challenging <laughs> to use. Mm-hmm. Like, I have fucked up RetroArch on many multiple different computers at this point. And, like, <laughs> it's no. just, it's so, it's so easy for me to break it. I'm like, you know, I'm digging through forums and shit like that, trying to figure out how to fix some weird issue that I run into. And, you know, sometimes people will get to talking about how, you know, oh, this is easy. You should just be able to figure it out, which is very, very tech worldy of like, oh, you should, you should know this. It's, it's fucking easy. I'm like, no, I dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't, know I, don't, I, don't I work on people's this. bodies. That's what I do. I don't do computers. <laughs> Tell me how. <laughs> and so like the the ability to just, you know, plug and play something isn't really there like it would be with a console. But I think with enough finessing, it is kind of nice to just be able to pop into it, mm-hmm. um, especially with, you know, the modern sensibilities that a lot of these uh, emulation platforms add, such as like save states mm. and rewind and all sorts of stuff that like allows you to just kind of like hijack some of the weirder difficulty spikes in some of these older games. Sure. Again, save states are really my thing of like being able to not have to go to a save spot, just quit and like come back in exactly the same place you were before is really helpful. It's real. Yeah, it's great. I'm I, I wish that this was viewed as more of work of like the, the work of building RetroArch and the work of building emulators and maintaining these like backlogs of, of video games. I wish it was viewed as that by the companies who are in legal control of whether or not, you know, this is a, a thing that people can do. Yeah. Because it would just be fucking cool if people could just go absolutely ham on this mm-hmm. and like develop whatever they want to, right? Like if RetroArch could just bundle all of the uh, like BIOS files with their program, uh-huh. you would have that plug and play stuff. And like, I think a lot more people would be able to access this fairly easily mm-hmm. rather than having to dig through a form to figure out like, how do I legally rip my BIOS off of my PlayStation? Like, how do I do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or, or I, I don't like it it's hard right like it's not easy to do that i would break everything that was being used <laughs> in that situation if i did it would break for certain yes, correct. beyond repair i'd brick everything <laughs> I, I just wish it wasn't viewed as the way it th- as it was i get why right like because companies want to own the thing that they own yeah but again i think there should be some kind of version of common law where like if you haven't tried oh to put this out on a platform like it's ours now. We get to do it until you like can put it on a modern. It's been ten platform. years. This is ours now. <laughs> like if if you have not released uh, TAC and the Power of Juju on a modern console, if I can't play TAC, then I should be able to just like download the ROM and play it. Yeah, you, you ain't. You doing got no plans to do it. There's not going to be a TAC remaster remake. <laughs> It's not going to be a which is, sequel. Which honestly is fine. Yeah. I don't need them to do that. I just would also like to be able to play those games that are as in the form that they were in. Mm-hmm. Mm. We need to get ROMs in the Library of Congress. Dude, for real. I like RetroArch, even despite its uh, finickiness and ease with which it breaks. Do you have something fueling your sense of optimism this week, Dave? I do, and it's right here, Chase. Look at it. Whoa. Do you see this? Look at this device you're showing me. This thing is awesome. It, for all the <laughs> listeners who yes. aren't me and Chase and have eyes that can see this <laughs> right now. I'd say the majority of the people <laughs> that are currently involved in this conversation. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um, but my for, for Christmas, my cousin, he backed this this device that I have in my hand on Kickstarter, and he got okay. the actual version, uh-huh. right? And this is the prototype. But what it is Whoa. is a a clip 
that goes yeah. onto your Switch Pro controller yeah. and then also snugly fits the Switch itself. Sans Joy-Cons. So it's like yes. a little docking station for the Switch. Mm -hmm. And then it like folds ever oh, wow. so nicely down like this. So yeah. you have the best of both worlds, in my opinion, for the Switch and that you got this nice ergonomic tasty controller with the with the game just right in your face wherever you want to go wow so that is my that is my optimistic thing of the week because it's quite nice to use it feels good on my hands yeah it feels good on my eyes it has a nice kind of weight to it between mm. the 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 switch and the controller it doesn't feel like it's off kilter at all it just has a nice balance yeah and it's really fun to play metroid dread and the other game we're going to talk about this week on it. Yes, that looks cool. It looks like a, you've built like a gigantic like DS without the bottom screen. Like it's just the controller. Pretty much, pretty much. And it's all 3D printed, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's cool. With like a little bit of coloring flair on the yeah. sides. I have, I think I bought this, this thing for M a couple of Christmases ago. And it's like this thing that goes around your neck and it's like this long piece of plastic that's like fairly stiff uh -huh. and it connects up to this slider that what i bought it for it because it would hold a phone and i was like look at how cool this would be you could hold your hold your phone just by like like laying down it would just like be behind your neck yeah this device would be behind your neck and it would hold your phone mm -hmm. i tried it on the switch and it did fit and so um nice. every now and then when i'm feeling real like i'm i need to take a you know siesta or a, a trip to cheeseburger in paradiseville or whatever <laughs> i will put that on uh -huh. I hook it up i put just the switch screen on it and so i get some I'll, joy cons on the side exactly i can lay down in a completely neutral position i am not engaging any muscle other than like my fingies hey. and <laughs> it's deeply relaxing treat yourself two, <laughs> two christmases ago i put in a fair probably like 40 hours of stardew valley over a christmas break just in that position <laughs> 40 like, hours like it works a work week <laughs> worth of stardew valley i mean gotta gotta work on the farm baby i get it yeah dude gotta yeah. get that farm going <laughs> that's fucking funny um, just sort of like buried in blankets looking like an absolute vampire just laying arms completely at my sides playing stardew valley video game vampire i love it hell yeah dude sick that's cool i like that little thing do you want to move on to our main thing let's do it David hello. and and listener hello jason listener hello to you as well hi here is this cool section called good games where we talk about games. the sometimes say okayest games of yesteryear uh-huh but uh, oftentimes that can just mean games that didn't really get their time in the sun or a specific part didn't get its time in the sun because I like don't know, a cat got likes to get in the sun beam like a cat likes when to it gets when it loves to relax and it just looks yes. so cute and fluffy. Yeah, we, we just sort of like look at games and try and find the cool shit about them because oftentimes the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. And this week, uh, we uh, hold on, back up. Usually we do games that are a little bit older. This week, we're doing a little bit more modern of a game, I'll say. Yeah. We are, of course, talking about the modern classic, Cat Tales. Cat Tales. Here we are. Cat Tales. You had brought this up on the show months ago. I don't, it's been a long time. It's, it was a while ago. It was... Yeah. Like on sale on the eShop for Switch, like two bucks. It, it is currently also on sale for Switch for two dollars. And Mallory, um, Mallory loves cats. She's like, buy mm, it. Please. I was like, okay, let's do it. And here we are doing an episode on it. I was, uh, I, I will say on first blush, hesitant 
about cattails. I understand. Um, but your explanation of it seemed compelling. Yeah. So had to play. And here we are doing a segment about it. Before we get too far, though, could I hit you with some hot stats about this video game? Please. Hot stats. Hot stats. So Cattails was released December 1st of 2017 another 2017 release banger wow damn 2017 got a buried in the year 2017 (laughs) too many games coming out (laughs) this is made by uh falcon development which so far as i can tell is a dude and his wife i think oh wow not a huge development team sure and i don't I, i couldn't find any other games that they have made so this may be their first sure very cool love that Mm-hmm. I have a review from Nintendo Life. Oh, I have taken uh, Nintendo Life's review. So, for the listener, the new the new folks, sometimes we'll go back and we'll go and pick a review from our favorite outlet, Joe Video, French outlet. Uh-huh. I uh, will then toss that review into Google Translate and translate it into like every every language until arriving back in English. Anyway, so I've done the same thing to this review. Uh, I have uh, sourced it in English and then run it through a bunch of different languages and then spat it back out in English again. Okay. This one is sometimes, so sometimes we'll, we'll get these reviews and sometimes they're kind of just a jumble of nonsense. And like, Mm -hmm. I'd say this one is a little bit too, but this one is very high on the poetry level. And I I just need you to be prepared for that. All right. There's some shit going on in here. Okay. So Nintendo life had to say for the cat, the stone will rest. I hope he will Mm. attract you with his interesting mechanism. Mm. Despite the conflict of dreams behind it, are beautiful words and music, but mm-hmm. you enjoy catching flies in the garden and huh. talking to them for hours. If you take animals a year before the holiday, this is great. Eight out of ten. They they liked cattails. Wow, that was that was some that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love I. I unironically love the phrase, despite the conflict of dreams behind it are beautiful words and music. What? That was There's gorgeous. A That's a gorgeous <laughs> sentence. <laughs> There's a lot going uh, on in there that I could chew on for a little while. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I could write a, a pretty sizable essay in A-Push, or not A-Push, but AP English about that. To what degree does Nintendo <laughs> life think that <laughs> uh, dreams <laughs> necessitate conflict? David, could you explain to me what Cattails is, mechanically? Cattails is a top-down, kind of like slice-of-life game mm-hmm. where you play a cat who has been abandoned by by its family, sent off into the wilderness to live. There are You, you then meet a, a very mysterious, magical cat who tells you about the different tribes of feral cats that live in this area. It's true. You choose one, and then you go and you get a den, you meet all the different cats there, and then pretty much the game uh, revolves around like foraging for things, hunting for things, doing like tasks on the task board at your 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 camp, yeah. your, tri- your, your cat's tribe, like, oh, get X number of berries or like capture some food for us. Mm. Um, so you can go out and you can like forage for things, you can catch prey, like stock them like a good little cat. And there's also like an interesting kind of territory like gang warfare <laughs> uh uh, component to the game which is which is fascinating so each the the map is it's pretty good the map is a bunch of different squares what's one big square and then each square is like a an area you can explore and if you look at it it says like how much control each cat tribe has over it and there'll be (laughs) random skirmishes in certain parts and you can gain more land to be the top top cat tribe which is 
probably how I spend most of my time playing the game. Me but, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Waging also, cat war. Exactly. But there's also other good things. There's like romancing in the game. So it's almost like Stardew Valley-esque in that way. Mm-hmm. You can upgrade your den. You can eventually even have like, if you romance someone enough, you can have kittens with them and have like yes, a little kitten can. den. And there's a pretty like weird and like a magical mystery story going on <laughs> at the center of all of this. It's yes. a very wild game. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I unironically like this game. It's fun. Yeah. I think on paper, it, like describing it seems a little wild, but it's like, it's very good. Yeah, <laughs> that it's made by two people, if that is true. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Pretty yeah. impressive. Like, there's yeah. a lot going on in this game, and it's all done fairly well. Yeah, it's, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but it feels like a Nintendo DS game that has come out on Switch, like, years later. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the visuals of it and sort of the mechanics of it are like, damn, somebody really put a lot of effort into, the, like, these mechanics. I feel like sometimes buried in the DS library, you'll find just some crazy shit of like how, how how did i miss this yeah was it uh uh like pocket jockey or something like that pocket the, jockey it's this game where you you're a jockey and the way that you oh gosh play the game is that you play solitaire and the better you play solitaire the, the better of a jockey you become so it's almost like a deck building game then chase a little there's a deck you don't build anything <laughs> you yeah, just play solitaire it's a, deck, it's a it's a solitaire game with something else on top of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but shit like that where just randomly there is some wild innovation that just sort of came out on ds mm-hmm. it feels like a similar thing here of like there are a lot of mechanics in this game and they all fit together pretty well like i, I never felt super overwhelmed by a lot of the shit that they were throwing at me yeah so that was a relief yeah i i, I loved the territory battles those are so much fun you just roll up on like a gang of cats beating the shit out of each other and like it's it's not they particularly ro- they violent. roll up and the music changes too but it's still like mellow you're not ever stressed out by it in yeah. my opinion but it's fun it's just, it's just fun yeah it's 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 a very f- like viscerally fun game um mm-hmm. Why don't we why don't we shift over to just like what we like about this game? It sounds like we're kind of already there, but like sure. What about specifically about cattails has really rubbed you the right way? Rubbed me the right way. It is rubbing me on my belly in a sunbeam yeah. kind of way. It's scratching me behind my ears. Yeah. Not going against the fur, going with the fur. Don't mess up mm. my fur. <laughs> what did I like about the game? I like how intricate it is. Uh-huh. Um how how many different mechanics are in the game for a game that seems on its surface so almost like shovelware-y if if that if that's not too <laughs> nasty boyish to me because yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem like on its surface a game that would provide you with this much and whenever it gives you a new mechanic that's like well thought out yeah you're impressed you're just like oh wow i didn't know they were going to have like romancing options in this game i didn't know <laughs> there was going to be gang territory warfare in this game that's actually <laughs> engaging and has like this interesting kind of strategy to it actually all these different like power-ups these skill trees these different powers you can (laughs) equip and upgrade and then you know the there's there's just so much to do that you can really get kind of lost in the game even though it's not Mm -hmm. like a huge sprawling like ghost of tsushima game yeah there's still you still kind of get that same gameplay loop of one thing leading into another yeah yeah where it where it just kind of keeps you keeps you going keeps you going yeah so that that was the thing that struck me the most about 
this game. Yeah. Was just the the depth and the the execution of everything and how it was done everything pretty much done very well yeah same i think this game shares a lot with stardew valley yeah and i i, I don't think in like a, de- a derivative way it doesn't feel like something where it's like oh this is just stardew valley like i i wouldn't say that i think it's doing a lot of its own stuff but th- i think just visually it's a little stardew valley-ish in the way that the game isn't really forcing you to do very much it's kind of nice like you were saying like you could go just like romance other cats or, mm-hmm. you know, like do the gang warfare stuff. I spent a lot of time just like, I'm just going to go hunt mice today. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's very soothing in a way that I, I think shares DNA with Stardew Valley of like, mm-hmm. you just wake up and if you're bored of the thing you were doing earlier, do something else. There's plenty of shit to do. So like, yep. don't worry about it. I think that I like, I am not a, a huge, a huge cat guy. I don't have like... But Chiba. Uh, yeah, I, I had Chiba. Chiba was like sort of a villain in my household when I was younger. <laughs> um, Chiba was or, a villain? Or sorry, no, sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. Chiba, Jazz's uh, cat. Yeah. Um, I, I, I lived with a cat of my cousins. Uh, he was cool. Chiba was cool. I he was, Chiba, he was a, Chiba was a chiller. He was a chiller. I like Chiba. I'm thinking of my cat when I was younger. Cookies and Cream, a.k.a. Cece. Uh, I didn't know that's what Cece's name was. It was, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Cece was the villain of my household. This cat might as well have been from Cat Tales. He was like definitely not oh, a feral man. cat. He, we got him as a kitten, uh-huh. but like my dude had a thirst for vengeance <laughs> at pretty much all moments of his life. What? Why? And he just like he wanted to be outside hunting mice and shit. If I tried mm-hmm. to pick him up wrong, he would be like, "No, actually, we're gonna fight now." Just got just woke up on the wrong side of life, huh? Pretty much, man. He was an intense little cat, and so like. I my my experience with cats is like mixed, but I I don't really have these like fantasies of like I would love to just see like a hundred cats living out there and doing their thing. I don't find them particularly like <laughs> mystical or anything. Oh, they are mystical. But this game really warms my heart to that fantasy of just like cool warrior cats out there doing their thing. Yeah, no, some totally. br- some bramble pelts, you know. Uh-huh. What uh, uh what tribe did you join? I was going to ask you this. So there's three tribes. I don't know if you had listed these already, but there's Forest, Mountain, and Mystic. Mhm. I forget which one which one's the like war tribe? Was that the Mountain Cats? That's the Mountain Cats. Yeah, so I went with the Forest Cats. You're the Forest Cats? Okay. I, I did the Forest Cats, yeah. They're like the welcoming kind of chill bro ones, it sounds like. They seemed the most on the level. Like Mountain Cats were like we have a they were CC. They had a thirst for vengeance. <laughs> And they were trying to take over the map. And I was like, that seems like kind of a lot on my little cat journey right now. CC but... versus Chet the Rat. Who wins? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, Mystic cats, the Mystic Cats seemed like they had had some experiences with DMT in their college years. And like, they're definitely shroomer cats. Yeah. They, they're maybe still trying to sell me on microdosing. And so <laughs> I went with the Forest Cats because they, like, you know, they're fairly normal. Like, yeah. they're just they're just cats i like these i like these cats yeah uh yeah, what, yeah. what was what was your move mallory and i were playing this together and i asked her yeah. she's like let's join mystic yeah which i thought was very funny given that she in her college time was in the berkeley co-ops i was about to say so that, like, is, this that is the mystic out. cat tribe <laughs> this, this checks out hard <laughs> if i was left to my own devices i probably would have gone with 
probably forest mm. probably forest just because they were like the one that the game was like pushing you towards mm-hmm. it seemed like in the beginning they're the the mario of cat tribes yeah but i i will 100 percent. i'm standing the mystics i'm i'm mystic 100 percent. yeah so absolutely. so don't you don't you come near my den <laughs> you filthy forest cat i'm gonna lick my paws at you we live in the swamp all right. It, it was. It is we particularly swamp swampy over there. It's a hundred percent swampy. We live in the swamp. I live in like a old ass tree in a swamp. It's great. <laughs> I love. I love the lore of this game. It's like so that, weird. That part of it is so much fun. And like you were saying, yeah, there's like this like wizard cat who shows up every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. It just he's like he's the cat who like welcomes you to the area, uh-huh. gives you the lowdown about what's going on, and it's like, all right, see you later. And then he just apparates away. <laughs> He like turns into energy and leaves. And you're like, no explanation. Just, mm, I'm gone. See ya. (laughs) Coco is his name, I think. I think so. Yeah, that that cat owns. I love that one. It's very good. I I, like I said, the lore of it is just compelling. I love I love the the different tribes. I love the magic wizard cat. Uh huh. That's that's what I'm here for. If somebody said, hey, you can be a cat in the forest and like, okay, but like, hey, they have tribes and wizards like I'm in. And secret no, temples yeah. that have like magical monoliths on the inside. Yeah, it, let's go. That's did you get to that part? Good. I don't know if I did. Yeah, there's a temple in the middle of the map, mm-hmm. and you get inside of it, and there's like monoliths that get activated by your presence. So <laughs> right. you're, like, you're, you're also the, like you're the, the chosen, chosen cat. cat. You're the chosen cat in this game, the prophesized cat, which is great. It's a great, it's, it's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, I loved I, I love that. That's very good. Cat tails. <laughs> that's that's it. Did you have anything else that was burning for you? I don't know. I like I, this. This fits within the same category of the games that I've been playing recently of comfort games. Uh huh. Like I said, the the winters in Seattle are challenging, and I am susceptible to sadness in in the darkness. So like, sure. Games that sort of just feel like a hug are really nice. A weighted blanket. Yeah. And this one is like that. It's not super demanding of you. No. You can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want to, and like that, the game is totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I think it's super fun. I'm I'm always shocked that I don't see more Stardew Valley likes out yeah. there yeah you see them every now and then but i feel like not it they're not often super well executed mm-hmm. and it's it's rare that they capture that feeling that stardew valley i think gives of like listen we have you we're going to give you the freedom to do a lot of shit but you really don't have to if you don't want to you can kind of take this game in whatever direction you want yeah and i suspect i i probably shouldn't be calling that stardew valley i should probably call that like harvest moon or you know some variation of an animal crossing game but mm-hmm. i think stardew valley is what exposed a lot of people people to this kind of game yeah and so yeah i'm surprised i don't see more better executions of it but i do think cattails is one of them you know not perhaps not perfect but like no it, per- it's perfect. certainly cat perfect p-u-r-r perfect but uh i i think it does capture that sense of I can do whatever and all of that's okay, which is a hard thing to do. I think it is very easy to get caught up in, you know, we're going to make a Stardew Valley like game and it needs farming and it needs combat and uh, it needs villagers. Mm -hmm. And like without really getting at like what makes all those things in tandem special. Yeah. And I think this one does a good job of like, oh, this is a wild sentence. The cats are pretty well written. The writing is solid. Yeah. Yeah. The cats have interesting names. (laughs) Oh, the names. Yeah. Really good warrior cat names. Uh huh. A really good, really good stoner cat names, too. Also, the cat doctor in the Mystic Tribe has a fucking, uh, oh, what is it? A plague doctor mask on? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. 
Yeah, so it's good. good. It's it's a good video game. I I don't think that I have groundbreaking things to say about this. Uh-huh. I think it's just like a an incredibly good comfort game that like I'm I'm so glad this exists. Yeah. I I watched a handful of like uh, long plays that people have put up on YouTube. Uh-huh. And like man does it seem like this game knows who it's marketing to. Uh cuz like the the <laughs> sure. long plays like the people who like this game love this game. Like yeah. every corner of it they're like this is exactly my shit. <laughs> Um, it's like it's, it's you with Dyson Sphere program chase. Yeah, it's it's yeah. If you could wrap up like Mega Man Legends Dyson Sphere Sphere program and a, and a card deck building roguelike, like I would be, I I would leave society and never return. I would only play that game. True enough. If and if and only if it also had the Normandy in it, and I could go hang out with my best Ooh. pals, be be Commander Shep or whoever. Um, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, I, I like. I think that that's like really lovely that this game is marketing to people who seem like maybe they really wanted this game. You mm-hmm. know, like it, and you know, it totally could be just like you know the folks who play Stardew Valley and stream Stardew Valley also like this. But like again, from what I was getting at, the people who are streaming it, a lot of them are like, "Oh my god, I can't fucking wait to get into this!" And they have like half an hour long episodes of a long play that goes for like a hundred and fifty episodes or something like that like a shockingly large amount of content for uh-huh. cattails and uh-huh. like that's so nice i love that people like, are into the game it, yeah yes and like in in a way that is the other side of the coin of a game that is marketed towards as many people as possible mm-hmm. this game knows exactly who it's for and is not really afraid to just go for that yeah i, I don't know i just i think that's wonderful no, it's great. It really it's is. Great. It's a fun game. And uh, yeah. I like one more thing that I like about the game. All the different Please. seasons. Yeah. Different animals, different food, like berries and stuff in different seasons. Yeah. Like it's winter right now for me. And it's like, it is hard to find creatures to hunt. Yeah. It is yeah. barren out there. And all the water is frozen. So you can just walk across anything. It's great. Mm. And the music is really good too. I actually really enjoy yeah. the music. It's like it's like elevator smooth jazz in a very good positive way, if that makes sense. It's just easy listening. And the soundtrack is good in this in this game. Yeah, surprise surprisingly so. Got some good saxophone in this yeah. in the winter in the winter. Uh, the, the music is phenomenal. I can just put some of that in here so we mm-hmm. can all listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You were playing a little bit of it before, so I did I did catch it, but I'll, I'll let the listener enjoy. good stuff and I, I, I love the the vibe there it's very very good it's a very vibey game the vibe is what connects it all together yeah absolutely i think that's i think that's all i gotta say about cattails you yeah. got anything else you want to add i don't think so i think this game is lovely it is it uh, that is probably the best way to describe it is lovely yeah right it's just it doesn't demand a lot from you doesn't push you it's just like i'm cattails come and play me when you want it's gonna be a good time true Hell yeah, cattails. Hell, hell yeah, cattails. Hello. Here's some outro stuff. Uh, we're on Twitter. If you would mm-hmm. like to interact with us there, we're at Podthemism. You know, it's... It's a a Twitter account. You you know what what you're in for there. If you would like to email us, you can do so uh, by emailing potthemism at gmail.com. We'll email you there if you want to. (laughs) If 
you would like to support the show, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, one, you can review it on Apple Podcast or Fresh Hot New. That Spotify review you can do it Ooh. there too. It's much easier to do it on Spotify. You can Love also it. follow us on Spotify. You can also follow us on Spotify. That's the thing. Spotify makes it a lot easier to like show some support. The other day, I was like, "Hey, I found a new podcast that I want to that I want to review on Apple Podcast." It sucks doing that. It's hard to do. I thought that I thought that was your review for a second. <laughs> this this new of the podcast, podcast I want to review. It, it sucks. I don't I gotta like let this the one. people know. <laughs> Does anybody else not like Radiolab? No. Chase Chase Nastaman over here. Yeah, sorry. No, Radiolab is a total bop. You, so yeah, you, you can do that on Spotify. It's much easier. It's much nicer. Um, so do that if you would feel so compelled. A much uh, more impactful thing is to tell a friend about this show. Say, hey, I got a video game show. I bet you already listened to video game podcast because I'm going to recommend you a new one. Mm. But here you go with this one too. Now is probably an easy episode to recommend because we're, you know, doing a little intro. You can go back and listen to the Goatee. That's, that's recent. Easy to do. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, thank you, Scout Wilkinson, for your work on yes, our podcast art. beautiful. It owned in 2021 and it owns in 2022. Sure do. Still good, obviously. I think her commissions are opening up pretty soon. So like if you're Ooh. looking for some art. She's coming no. back from winter break. She's ready. She's coming back from winter break. She's rightfully upping her prices. Oh, worth, good for worth her. a lot more if you ask hey. if you ask me. Inflation's a real thing. Inflation's, Inflation's a real, a real thing. And just like, you know, and pay, she's worth pay it. people. And she's worth yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so yes, thank you for your for your work there. Uh and finally, listener, hi, hello. Uh, thank you for listening to this show. It's phenomenal to have you here. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful to be able to <laughs> make oh, oh, oh wait, what? What? Sorry, it's just <laughs> It sounded like you were saying our show is phenomenal. Thank you for being here. <laughs> listen, this is hey, the listener, best. It's podcast. phenomenal. This is phenomenal. This what you're listening this to. Is a really phenomenal. Good podcast we got here. I'm so glad that you got to listen to it. Holy shit! Can you imagine if that was our outro? Chud Buttby coming out. That was definitely Chud Buttby. Let me let me rephrase. <laughs> oh, wait, did you say Chud Buttby or Chud Buttby? I said Chud Buttby. <laughs> I that like time. Chud. I like Chud Buppy. That's a that's a fresh Chud Bubby. <laughs> it's like a grandpa or something. Yeah, Chud Bubby. Bup, is that what you said? Like a double, double P? Bubby. Or Buppy. Chud Buppy. Chud Buppy. That's a good one. Oh, Chud Buppy. No. Yeah. Chud Buppy? It has like a Giuseppe, it has a Giuseppe cadence to it. Chud Buppy? <laughs> it sounds like a, a variety of deep sea fish. <laughs> a, chud, a Chud Buppy? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely swam next to one of those in a like Subnautica or Abzu yeah. or something like that. I definitely <laughs> swam next to the Chud Buppy. <laughs> huh? Christ alive. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. What I was saying is that uh, we appreciate having you here. Uh, David and I love making this thing. And we're so happy that some of you like listening to it. Yeah, it's um, fantastic thanks. that you listen. Let us yes. be clear. It's, it's, a, it's a lot d- d- uh, uh, devoting listening time to any podcast. And mm-hmm. so we're flattered that you're here. Love making it. We're going to keep doing that. And uh, yeah, love love having you here. Thanks for anybody new if they've checked this out. And thanks for everybody who's not new too mm-hmm. for being here still. Both of, b- both parties. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. With that, David, do you have any gaming wisdom to, to leave us with this week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I okay. do. If you're, if you're abandoned, if you get abandoned ever. Yeah. Just know that it's not, it's not an, it's not an end. It's a beginning, you know? Yeah. Maybe, shit. You, maybe you're going to find, maybe you're going to find a new, a new den, new den to call your home. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need some new people. Maybe some of them are very interesting. 
people to you romantically. That's good yeah. too. Uh, maybe you get a sweet little turtle friend who follows you around. Did you ever get? Mm-hmm. Did you ever get a companion in that game, Chase? I think companion? I did. Yeah, I got the turtle. Turtle school. Turtle school. Nice. Yeah. So uh, every every ending is a beginning. I guess is mm. what I'm going for. That's like genuine. That's genuine gaming. Wisdom. Yeah. Welcome to the new year, baby. <laughs> 2022 is filled with nothing but actual gaming wisdom. <laughs> oh God, I, I can't keep that up. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep that up. <laughs> I, I like coming in here and saying some boo-boo bullshit every now and then. So I was going to say, it puts a lot of pressure on me to follow up next week's Gaming Wisdom with like you got, something you got, you got two weeks to think about it, so I'm expecting some fire. Come on. David, I, I put up bricks in this segment absolutely <laughs> regularly. You're, I love I love whatever you say, Chase. I love it all. I appreciate that, but like, let's not get it twisted. It's usually not good <laughs> advice at all. It doesn't have to be. You know, sometimes people just need to laugh, and that's yeah. the wisdom of the week. He has a good, mirthful chuckle. Jesus, that was two, David. (laughs) That was two gaming wisdoms. (laughs) Sometimes the wisest thing you can do is laugh. Stop. You got to stop with the gaming (laughs) wisdoms. I am become wisdom. (laughs) I'm going to come in here next week and say like French fries are my favorite snack. And nobody's going to know what to do with that. Like, it's not even wisdom. I like to dip French fries in my milkshake. It's salty (laughs) and it's sweet. Okay, but that's closer to actual wisdom because that does slap. That is a good snack. (laughs) I like French fries. This is Chase Alby signing off. (laughs) You stay classy, French fries. Hold on, though. The first time, I I think you were the person who uh, introduced me to French fry in milkshake. Was I really? I was incredibly hesitant about that fact. You were incredibly hesitant about most things food related when we were (laughs) younger didn't didn't like a lot of variation (laughs) this this checks out i think you saw me do it and you're like what are you doing Mm -hmm. this is disgusting i hate everything about this i'm just like (laughs) try it baby yeah it was cue a whole new world (laughs) it it yes it was (laughs) it was a mind mind melding sort of situation it was a shocking new world Mm -hmm. it's pretty great it's top snack anyway truly yeah so your your fourth your fourth uh gaming wisdom is dip them fries in that milkshake is damn Maybe maybe not like a chocolate milk. It's got to be vanilla, really. I don't it know if it could be, be anything it, else. Maybe you could get away, <laughs> away with strawberry, but I don't know if chocolate and french fry would mix. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Also, to be fair, I, I think it's best when french fries are incredibly hot. Yeah. If you've got some nasty old DoorDash french fries that are like 30 minutes cold, like they're not good. It's not going to be the same Those fries are steamed as opposed to fried <laughs> now. These got to be piping hot on a plate in a restaurant. <laughs> Probably on a patio nowadays with Omi. I'm I'm so sorry for Omi not lurking. delivering on the on the prom on the promise of this podcast. This is not where we started <laughs> two hours ago. This is not what it was. This is for Drew. Drew loves this part. That is true. There's a certain subsect of our audience that loves to see us just sort of fall to pieces as we try to end a podcast. This is as hard this as is my can. third glass of whiskey. I'm I'm talking about what I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> David, I had spicy chicken teriyaki for dinner and Ooh. two glasses of whiskey and Coke. Acid reflux is on the way. Oh. <laughs> no, SpongeBob. So oh, no. There's, there's stomach acid leaking into my brain right now. It's making me look sideways and think up up and down. It's it's not good for you're, me. You're, so you're, you're tripping right now. You got acid reflux brain. I have joined the Mystic Cat Tribe, and they told oh, me to eat spicy yeah, chicken teriyaki. Baby, join us in the swamp. <laughs> We got CCR here, baby. You got Swamp Rock. Let's do it.
some Pokemon. Silver Spoon and Hail. Credence is going to get really mad at us when we use that song for our outro They can't this week. be mad at us because we're also Central Valley boys. Yeah, sorry, Credence. You can't sue us. That's, we're all that's together on this in our, <laughs> in our disdain for the Central Valley. Listen, okay, bye. We have to end this. All right, see ya. All right, okay, bye. <laughs>